All right, let's All right. podcast. Hello, friends and fiends. Welcome to Bugs Need Heroes, a podcast where an artist and entomologist team up to illustrate the inspiring abilities of insects by creating a bug-themed hero. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kelly. That was very fast, Amanda. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a very fast kind of girl. Before we get started creating this bug-themed hero, what's bugging you, Kelly? Oh, I've had I've had quite the week. Oh um, my goodness, you have. You I've, really have. I've, I've good news and bad news. Um, uh, good, news good news is, is. <laughs> we just bought a new car, which is awesome. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so we have a new um, Subaru Crosstrek, and I feel like now I have to mm-hmm. move to Portland yes, to hang come out. Join me. If you would live my Subaru life. <laughs> and then the Get a dog named Shasta. Oh, I like just it. Live in the mountains. <laughs> Return to your feral child roots. <laughs> Oh man. Um oh the the bad news is I had a dental implant put in where a molar used to be. Um mm. because that that tooth had a root canal and it cracked and and then an infection oh, happened. Sounds so, like a juicy time. It was not great. <laughs> uh the infection ate away so much of my bone that they had to use a bone graft and they took that bone graft from a different part of my jaw and oh my goodness. Oh. It, was painful that sounds straight up horrible it was was awful Ah. and it still hurts it's gonna hurt for a hot minute kelly (laughs) are you okay at the dentist or does the dentist freak you out no it doesn't bother me uh i don't like i don't like the big needle i feel like that Mm. giant needle looks like it comes straight out of the 1600s and we've never changed it Ah, especially when it's coming right at your face you know like the so uh big. the forced perspective on that you're like why are you trying to put that pencil in my nose <laughs> yeah i feel like the tip of it is pencil sized yeah. it is yeah, so it feels painful. very large uh my husband is he doesn't use these words he is terrified of the dentist because of their use of needles mm. uh he's not a needle boy my, my me neither s- my son gets freaked out by needles and then he always gets the shot and he always goes, that was nothing, mom. I feel fine. And I'm like, yeah, you work <laughs> into a froth over what I view as nothing. I don't remember being scared of needles as a kid, but my husband is still has the big needle phobia. We try to take him to the dentist. It must have been exactly pre pandemic. It must have been like February of 2020 mm. <laughs> went to the dentist. He needed to get just a cavity filled like nothing even intense oh, but you, know, yeah. they but you still have to numb it yeah. we had to make a special appointment we had to go in knowing that he was gonna get a needle and he still couldn't do it Aww. i tried to tell him he was like well you have two options you can get numbed up at the site or we can put you under but he didn't want to get put under he doesn't like to use excessive drugs and that sometimes like falls in the realm of I don't like to use anything. So I'm, he like I have the same thing. I barely yeah, take yeah. Tylenol or aspirin. Exactly. He doesn't <laughs> like to take even, you know, an excedrin migraine is like a little intense for him, you know. Uh so he was like, I can do it. Just give me like the laughing gas. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. So like it was like this hour long ordeal where he kept saying, I'm going to be fine. Do it. I'm going to be fine. Do it. And then they'd come at him with that pencil sized needle. And he like his jaw would clamp and he'd start to like 
shake and like he just he just couldn't do it i get the shakes too i get Mm it my your body and i told the surgeon i go i'm gonna shake and it's just my anxiety i'm okay i have no control over this yeah exactly so cody just couldn't do it so finally the dentist pulled me aside and was like we're gonna need to put him under and i was like yeah i told him that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) so we had to like come back the next day put him under the whole thing um he ended up just like loopy out of his mind just you know just like david after dentist levels of like doesn't know what's happening apparently he held my hand all through the surgery oh this is not true i was not there <laughs> he held the dental assistant's hand who i am a short fat white woman and the dental assistant was a tall black man and he, but he just kept holding his hand and like talking to him like he was me apparently he was like amanda i love you so much oh this is scary you know and the the guy was just like okay yep uh uh-huh i was like i had to like thank him for being a substitute for some the dentist it's hard it's hard when you have a phobia like that and a little i guess a little content warning or we can cut this part out but they did Uh take an actual hammer and chisel to my jaw <laughs> and it was a horrible experience and this the surgeon goes yet to check for like a tiny statue of david <laughs> oh a little artwork in there a little artwork <laughs> well my surgeon told me he says this is going to be scary and i'm sorry but he was wonderful um best surgeon i've ever had under horrible circumstances i've heard there's a real difference between going to your dentist and going to an oral surgeon but if yeah. you need to get something done, don't go to your dentist. Have them recommend an oral surgeon for you. Yeah. The dentist is not equipped to do a lot of these procedures. Right. Um, although I did get to see the bone when it <gasps> came out of my mouth, and that was awesome. Um, I asked them if I could keep any that was left over, but they used it all. So oh, I don't shame. have any They bone. jigsawed it all back into place. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just saw this TikTok that was about this girl that has black bones. Whoa. Uh, apparently it, there's some kind of common acne medication that has some ingredient in it that sucks up into your bones and turns them black that's kind of cool yeah. i hope it's not i hope it's not um detrimental in any way but it sounds it didn't sound nice. like it was it sounded like it, it gets absorbed into your body eventually mm-hmm. once you stop taking the medication and it's fine it just no oh. but like i guess her tooth came in like after she you know cause she's a teenager she yeah. had her wisdom teeth come in and the wisdom teeth were black. And she was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, That would oh. freak me out. Yeah. Right. And that's how she found out she has I don't want a black blackened boats. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> At least it's in the back of your mouth when it's the wisdom teeth. <laughs> but I'm um, so I'm still recovering, and it's why we couldn't record last weekend because I couldn't open my mouth. Um I can just now open my mouth almost, I think, to the normal normal size which is still pretty small i have a small mouth um <laughs> not just like a basking shark uh, no. <laughs> always the and funniest I'm, way and i'm starving because all i've had to eat is like mac and cheese and soup and oatmeal and ice cream and none of those things are super nutritious long term super hearty <laughs> you need some bone broth i, some some, I did have some bone, bone broth, broth. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to be back um but yeah glad to be back with you guys glad to have a new car coming 
So, uh, yeah. did you spend any of your sick time watching the HBO smash hit, The Last of Us? Oh, did I? Ooh, oh, it's so good. Did you cry during episode three? Oh, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there on the couch next to my husband and he's got his, yeah, he's got his hand on my knee and we're, you know, we're watching and I can feel the tears coming and I'm thinking, oh coming. no, They're oh, coming. I don't want this. I don't want to cry watching a zombie movie or a zombie show. And then uh, I couldn't stop him. I didn't make, I'm not a loud crier. I don't make any noise, mm-hmm. but just you like silent. You anything, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed like, anything. Excuse me, I've broken my leg. Could someone please help me? <laughs> That is exactly what I would do because Excuse me. <laughs> I don't like attention. I hate I hate like when attention is on me, which I know sounds weird because we're doing a, a podcast. Well, you don't have to but, look um, anyone in the eye here. Just yeah, I'm like hiding behind the screen. Uh, so even like if I'm injured, you'll never know because <laughs> I won't know. say anything. You're like a cat that way. Like by the yeah. time you've let someone know you're really hurt. It's too late. You're, it's too late. <laughs> but yeah, I just silently wept. On the couch next to my husband, who just gently patted my hand. <laughs> yeah, that did. Did you cry? Um, I did, but caveat: I watched the episode in about three twenty-minute chunks, uh, mm. just because that's how my life is right now. <laughs> so the emotional impact was lessened because oh, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't watch it in the one go, just because you know. Because you, you, you had kids and stuff. Yeah. I got kids and stuff. And every time one of them's awake, I feel like I can't watch Last of Us because it's a little bit scary. So I don't want them to see a fungus man coming at them. <laughs> so did you? So I, I know you don't like um, scary things. So how is how is this experience I been for you? I don't like scary things. I'm sorry. I'm so singing today. Um, I don't like to use my spare time to do things that make me feel not good. <laughs> which Fair. often means I don't really watch scary movies. I don't really watch psychological thrillers. Even sometimes an action movie will make me feel bad enough that I'm like, I regret watching this. Um, I prefer to watch British people bake. Um, <laughs> a lot of British people making food. If I'm honest, that's a, that's a, that's a big soothing genre. <laughs> it's very soothing. <laughs> I watch a lot of survivor has been my big viewing item this year because let's face it that no one's gonna like get attacked by a zombie on survivor um <laughs> that's next season when they run out of season. ideas finally <laughs> season 45 there's zombies on the island jeff no um <laughs> but no i don't really like to watch scary stuff last of us is is okay because i i'm kind of aware of a lot of the the genre what I'm likely to see, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, you know, s- s- spoilers probably for this podcast. If you haven't watched Last of Us yet, one of us is going to slip and say something that's spoilery. Yeah. yeah. But the the zombies are less gory and more freaky. <laughs> so, yeah, they're a little uncomfortable to look at. Um, and if you want to make sure where, where you are for spoilers for this episode... Um, it's only up to episode three because I did not get a chance to watch episode four last night. Correct. I also didn't watch four, which came out okay. sometime earlier this week. I'll probably oh. watch tonight with my husband. Yeah. Yeah. I The weekend is my most likely time to watch things. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're only on episode 
three. So we've seen the zombie outbreak. We've seen the post-apocalyptic things are bad. And then we've seen episode three, but humans still have feelings. (laughs) And we're going to make you feel some. We're going to make you real upset with those feelings. Yeah. And so I believe next episode, again, I have not watched yet. Episode four is out, but we haven't watched it, is more of the world build about like, here's what these guys are up to and humans yeah. still trying to human, even though all the humans are bad, you know? <laughs> cause, cause like last of us has a really interesting conceit in that they get to a zombies in a different way. And that's going to be our subject for today is how they get to the zombies a different way. But once you get to the zombies, I feel like the, the tropes are still there. Like there's still a person who can't get infected. Yeah. Classic zombie trope. That's always the thing, right? Is there's a person who can't get infected and we got to get them to the scientists. And then the real enemy in a post-apocalyptic wasteland is not the monsters. It's the people. That's the two major themes of every zombie franchise on the planet. Anyway, the tropes of zombiedom are someone's going to have immunity and the real enemy of humanity is other humanity. Yeah. And those tropes I think are definitely in play in Last of Us. So so I guess my point is I know what to expect in Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, I haven't played the video game so I don't know 100% what to expect, but I I do feel like I can kind of see everything coming and I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of used to that. Certainly there I I'm not sitting here thinking like and now episode 3 will be blah 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 but like <laughs> I can get a general, like, okay, it's likely that someone's going to get shot, get bit. There'll be scary guys that pop out of the dark. And I can, like, emotionally prepare myself for those three things. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited you're watching it with us, even though you're generally a little bit nervous about it. I am. I just, you know, I'm just kind of like an anxious baby at all times. So. <laughs> I think the real thing is I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. and visuals tend to stay with me for a long time. And especially when my only free time is after the children have gone to sleep. And so I, I, I watching a zombie movie <laughs> right before bed, not the, tough. Best. not the best. <laughs> so I'm just, and I'm also like, anytime I'm stressed, I'm very prone to nightmares. I get that from my dad. I don't know if Derek producer Derek has that too. But just stress dreams are like a very big reality of my experience. <laughs> the last thing I need is like more fodder. Yay. Um, so I, I am watching it. And I am enjoying it. I did when I paused it, did want to get back to it. It wasn't like oh, it was a chore good. getting through it. Um, but I might also be just like the completionist in me. I like I like to have things. Yeah, I like to finish everything too, even finish if I didn't it. care for it. Right. I like I finish movies that I don't enjoy. When people are like, just turn it off and leave. I'm like, but I gotta know what happens. I gotta know I if finish, I'm right. I'm thinking this is horrible. I finish books that I don't enjoy. And sometimes yeah. that is a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. <laughs> but I started that book and I have to finish it. It's just yeah. how it goes. So um, but I, I am excited to talk about um Pedro Pascal. Always. Yes. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. (laughs) It's the second week in a row we've mentioned him, to be fair. Well, between Uh, our love of Star Wars and and now The Last of Us. I want him and Nathan Fillion to be in a movie together where they have to, they find out that they're they're half-brothers at like their dad's (laughs) funeral. 
and they have to I'm in go yeah they have to like go on an adventure to get like their dad's final wish is for them to get to know each other because they look alike (laughs) Pedro Pascal looks like a Chilean Nathan Fillion Nathan Fillion looks like a I don't know Irish (laughs) I would watch that I would watch I don't have enough Nathan Fillion in my life currently I'm okay with them being estranged half brothers as well Hmm. Because they and are they like in their have 50s. to pick up the pieces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be hard to like, keep your secret brother a secret for fifty <laughs> years, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, yes, I'm always happy to t- to talk about Pedro Pascal, but and his I'm, love of protecting a small magical child. Yes, but I'm also excited today to talk about parasitic fungus. I am fungi. not excited to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> So like like I said, I, I'm a little bit susceptible to like grossness. Mm-hmm. Fungus freaks me out. So, so last let, of us, let's start there. Uh, what is what about fungi makes you uncomfortable? Um, I think again, mostly it's the texture. There's something nefarious about all the different textures the mushrooms come in. Uh, I don't mind a spongy little red cap dude. That's fine whatever that's just a mushroom but like it's a I don't cute little fairy tale mushroom exactly right. make me grow big <laughs> make me shrink small little mushroom but i don't like when they're spindly in any way that can oh, go away okay i don't like when they're slimy in any way that can go away and i especially don't like when they ooze that's gross <laughs> get it away from me <laughs> I, w- I wish we, uh, I wish listeners could see the video for this because Amanda's head, <laughs> it's a lot of back lot and forth of, neck movements s- happening right now. Sassiness happening with this head. Uh, yeah. In particular, the one that freaks me out the most, I think I mentioned this last week to Pet, is that mushroom that like oozes red mm-hmm. goo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> I do not want that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know something about it. You know, some people get freaked out by spiders because they're just so different from us. I think I have that with mushrooms, with mushrooms, or fungus, well, and, like slime mold, which I don't know if that's technically a fungus. Not now. a fungus. It used to be well, slime mold used to be classified under kingdom uh, fungi, but now it's now they're actually classified under uh, uh, amoebas. So oh. slime molds are. Yeah. Well, amoebas also freak me out then. <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, I think, about The Last of Us mushroom um, people and, and the way the fungi sort of bloom, I guess, mm-hmm. on the on the people. Is it so varied? We see lots of different colors. I was, I was going to mention that it feels like the big... And fruiting body shape. So a mushroom yeah. is the fruiting body of a, of a fungus. Um but if it's based off of cordyceps, which is a particular type of parasitic fungus, which they name drop in the show, they say, and they, yeah, and they do, right? Um, they don't look like that. They no. are not that colorful. They're certainly not that large. Um, they don't produce mushrooms. They're yeah, because there's type been that one. I think they called it a clicker in episode mm-hmm. two. They had like its face was overgrown with, it, reminiscent of those mushrooms that like grow on the side of logs. It looks like a turkey tail mushroom, kind of, yes, but, but really yes. bright, brightly colored. Yeah. 
and I do not like turkey tail mushrooms. People think it's so cute. Cottagecore chicks out here yeah. with their their trees with these little stepping stools for squirrels growing out of the side <laughs> of their logs. And I'm like, ew. Oh, oh that's Gross. me. I think they're so pretty. Oh, no. I love the turkey tail. And you can eat them. Turkey tail mushrooms are edible. I'm sure you I'm sure. I wouldn't eat also, them. Also, that might be like part mushrooms. of my my suspicion of them is it feels like <laughs> some of them are like a delicious treat and some of them are i will kill you instantly i'm technically edible but only once you oh. know like uh, uh, and and they look alike here in the pacific northwest mushrooming is a big thing because we have good mm-hmm. oh, mushroom sure. environment we have the wet the damp the cool the dark and so the mushrooms here be wild and but but <laughs> Anytime you go to like a hiking place, there's always all these signs that are like, don't eat the mushrooms you find because there's a nice little sweet little brown mushroom that's like, eat me. <laughs> and then there's a sweet little brown mushroom that's like, I'll kill you. So don't They're eat hard, mushrooms yeah. you find. <laughs> I, I, I find <laughs> mushrooming to be a, a dangerous, a dangerous game. <laughs> Unless you're really, really good at it. My father-in-law is really good at it. Um, I don't like the taste of mushrooms, so it's not a game I'm ever going to play. Oh, well. <laughs> Wait, maybe we'll get the texture of the West after all. <laughs> so. So that's where I see them the most here, is I see mm-hmm. them on trees. Just because they're lifted out of the uh, brush, as it were. Is the they're soil. on the tree. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the soil. You know, where things grow. Uh, do they grow on trees a lot, mushrooms? Or am I just, just where I'm seeing them? Um, mushrooms, yeah, some of them are growing on trees, but a lot of them, most of the time you're going to see it coming right out of the, uh, the leaf litter and the soil. Mm-hmm. So the, the mushroom is the, what we call the fruiting body. And, um, but underneath is kind of vast webbing of, uh, hyphae and, uh, and the mycorrhizae. I'm trying, I'm trying not to use a lot of jargon because no one wants to hear that. Um, mycorrhizae. Uh, yeah, I don't know. that sounds like a dance move. <laughs> like pot of array, pot of array, Michael Rase. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Spread your roots in all directions. It's gonna, uh, yeah, and you know what? That's that's good, Amanda. You can kind of think of of that as roots. You can think of hyphae as roots too. And um, have you heard of the um, fungal network? I with, they with mentioned trees? it in Last of Us that they, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's, I don't think this is in the game at all. But maybe it is. I don't know that the 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 zombified fungus people all can sense one another through this this deep. I also want to call it like a neural network. Sure, of, and it, it kind of works that way. because here there's in Oregon there's somewhere I don't know where, but I always see it on the list of like Oregon fun facts is that somewhere there's like a two kilometer maybe it's even five kilometer wide fungal network that's all Mm -hmm. one thing Uh, yeah they call it one big mushroom but i don't think it's technically a mushroom it's probably underground and not actually a mushroom right Um, yeah one one fungal colony can stretch for kilometers or miles for our american listeners and they work with trees so they'll start to kind of hook into tree roots and they share nutrients they share chemical signals between each other it's really pretty fascinating. So you've got kind of like the internet of fungus and trees going on underneath the soil. Oh, I didn't realize the trees were part uh, of that. 
Trees are in on it too. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't trust the trees. <laughs> it's very neat. Um, but cordyceps fungus, the which is the fungus in The Last of Us, is not. It, it's not part of that. Uh, cordyceps of is, is localized pretty much to the host. Right. So that that it's wouldn't parasitic. So yeah, it's yeah. not one of the one of the little guys popping out of the soil or on the no, side of a tree. No. It's popping up in your brains. <laughs> or out of your brain i guess out of your brains um, uh so when i see a fairy ring mm-hmm. of which is don't step in mushrooms it. don't step in it first of all yeah, the you don't want to get stuck in them. Yeah. uh <laughs> but the ring that's all one organism yeah, that's one organism yeah but it's mushroomed in a little circle there mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy isn't it it's is, that, very cool. is that common that i'm seeing because I'll see one mushroom over here and then two feet away, there's another mushroom. Is it likely that those are actually the same? Uh, depending depending on the species, yeah, they could be this the, from the same network, from the same organism. I see. Hmm. Suspicious. So, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's is, it is pretty suspicious. <laughs> I think it's very cool, though. It's cool. Um, I'll grant you that it's cool. It reminds me strongly of that episode of Avatar where you find out the whole swamp is like one tree, which means it's probably one big mushroom. That kind of reminds me of Swamp Thing, right? With yeah. Green and- he's connected to the green, uh, which is another idea of like all the intermingling underground is happening. Right. They're all talking to each other underground with their little feelers. Well, kind of a little bit of an aside uh, through this fungal network and also through, through root networks, Trees will often um, send nutrients to their saplings if the saplings are nearby <gasps> and need more. So they're taking that care of their baby. So cute. Yeah. This episode will come out after the plants episode. Uh, but we'll have to have Pet on again because trees ad- fascinate me in how sophisticated they are, considering oh, yeah. that we don't think of them as alive, quote unquote. We think of them as alive, but not. The way we think of animals as being alive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But like truly, conscience. yeah, they don't seem conscious that, yeah, they don't seem to have any form of even a baby's first sentience. And yet they do things like <laughs> send their nutrients children. to their children. <laughs> That's so cute. That is just adorable. Um, yeah. And so they're, they're actually, I think, much more complicated than we, yeah. the, the normal passerby, um, think of. I, I think when discussing things like consciousness and intelligence, yeah. it, it gets a little wibbly wobbly. Yeah, and, and you know. we always said, and there's our a lot of discussion of about that. Smart. Yeah, yeah, in biology. So, but I mean, it's it's very sophisticated, complicated to send mm-hmm. nutrients to something else, and to and to know that it needs the nutrients. Yeah, right? to recognize that sending this nutrition away from me, the selfish being that wants the nutrients for myself, to send it to another thing mm-hmm. because it needs it, not necessarily in an altruistic way. I don't want to say the trees are being. <laughs> <laughs> but like to recognize that that thing getting the nutrients is what should happen. Right. Because it will in the end benefit me or benefit the species or whatever it is. And fungus uh for- fungal colonies do this too so 
the uh, when hyphae spreads out. So the hyphae again, you can kind of think of as sort of roots or tendrils. And they're right. spreading. We talked about with the Ped, soil. they kind of live in this no man's land between yeah. animal yeah. and plant. So they have some plant features like these not roots. They also have some human features or human Ooh. animal like animal features. animal like features and yeah. how they absorb from other things. Right, but they'll they'll spread out searching for nutrients and if one end of of the colony is not getting enough the other end will send nutrients Mm. to that so every hyphae is kind of doing its own thing um and while helping the rest of the colony it's it's i went down a a deep dive with uh (laughs) with fungi Ah. and i kind of wish we could find a a fungal expert because i'd love to talk to someone where this is their 100 percent their field right this is their bread and butter if we have any fungal experts listening to the pod and you want to come on, please email us because I would love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so fungus have come up several times and we talked about the ants episode. Mm. They like grow a little mushroom farm, which is somehow <laughs> really cute when an ant's doing it. <laughs> mushroom farm, little cottagecore ants. Uh, but the cordyceps that I'm familiar with, and I don't know... I think this is the one that's based Last of Us. They talk about this one. Is the cordyceps that takes over an ant. It lives in the ant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no roots for this guy. It's called Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Um, we'll just call it cordyceps because <laughs> it's oh, easier. Um, cordyceps is has kind of become a common term to talk about these fungi because there's several of them. So it's not just one. Yeah, uh, it's not just season. one type. This is a genre. <laughs> yeah, a genre yeah. of fungus. <laughs> we can, yeah, we can call it a genre. I guess. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That works. Um, but uh, I just never so, like to use like genus or kingdom or anything because I always feel like I'm using it wrong. Well, so well, you can say uh, taxon if that makes it's, you uh, that, that, that a little bit better. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll just use that inappropriately as well. <laughs> Um, so cordyceps, um, the ant cord, it's called the zombie ant fungus. We can call it that. Is that easy? Yeah. The zombie ant fungus. That's the one I'm aware of. When you've heard of. And yeah, the one that I think is mostly in the, in the game, in the show. Um, so they do not produce, uh, mushrooms. So these, these zombies running around with like mushroom heads, this is not what cordyceps or a zombie ant fungus would look like. No, no. And I know they, it was uh, for the show, not for the game, but the root thingies, what'd you call them? Hyphae. The hyphae coming out the mouth and like <laughs> well, wiggling around. The ah, blah, blah. And she just, she just stood there oh, and let it happen. Her mouth open. I, I could like, not Okay, know. sure. Just, was she being mind controlled at the time? I don't know because she, oh. but she had the okay, wherewithal so she... to light the lighter though. So was she uh, really? Yeah. Okay. That was not clear upon first viewing that she was being affected by the hive mind of the of well, the other fungi guys. And so that's ant, why she just stood there. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Ants don't infect each other via the mouth with hyphae. That is not. Yeah, that's not how it works. they don't open mouth kiss each other. It's kind yeah. of the. Uh, the vampire it's very erotic exactly the, the yeah. vampires seems to be 
I'm going to infect you by being so alluring that you want to come <laughs> close so I can jump you. With I, I don't see that working as a strategy for fungus guys. <laughs> Aren't I so alluring that you want to come closer? No. It was gross. It was gross. I was grossed out. <laughs> so ants, ants become infected with cordyceps because it's found in the soil. So a spore will land on them and then uh, penetrate their, their cuticle or their exoskeleton and kind of go Get from the there. cracks. Yeah, then spread. There's no mouth, no like into the mouth option. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be unheard of, but I, I don't know. It doesn't sound. Right. It's more yeah. that they're they're laying around waiting for you to, to encounter them in the right. soil rather than going out, biting each other, chomp, chomp. And what's kind of cool about about this is the it tells it not tells the ant. It's hard to talk about this in a way that's yeah. not anthropomorphic. Um, so the once infected, the ant decides it's got to climb and it'll climb God. up to a, a leaf and take its mandibles, its little ant mouth and clamp onto the underside of a leaf. Now, what this does is get it gets the ant out of the nest up off the ground where when it's ready to spore, the, the fungus can spread. And also, it's just a better climate for the fungus to not be in the nest. Right. Um, and it'll go up there and grip, and then it'll die. And it takes about like four to ten days for the fungus to kill the ant. And then we have a stroma. So the stroma is... I think what the what the Last of Us was going for with the with like the mushroom head, yeah. But the stroma is more like a little, it's like a, a little thing like a Teletubbies where it's coming out of their head, and it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, more like a single antenna stretching towards the heavens, right? And it'll get wide in one part, and that's called the par- parathesia pad, uh, where the spores are, and then right. it'll spread that way, but um. The stroma is, you can think of the stroma as the mushroom in that okay. context. Yeah. But it doesn't look like a mushroom. It just looks like a Teletubby. Wow. Teletubby's much more nefarious <laughs> than you and I could have predicted. So he gets the dirt with the nastiness, the, the spore from some previous mushroom, not mushroom. <laughs> so he gets infected, she probably, she gets infected with this how and you said it takes what a week to kill it usually is yeah. it infected right away oops you're a zombie now or does it take a few days for it to a couple days as the as the um as the fungus spreads throughout the ant's body um what's interesting is the cordyceps does not penetrate the ant's brain oh i kind of assumed the whole infection was happening in the brain no, it, it's happening uh, throughout the ant's body and it kind of, so it forms sort of a scaffolding around the ant's muscle system. Right. The- we saw a little bit of that on the show when they performed an autopsy on one of the first patient zeros. Yeah. And they kind of showed, and then uh, I think Ellie cuts into one later and you can see that it's like, it doesn't have a muscle anymore. Or it has muscle, but it's, right. It's just covered in a layer of this hyphy nastiness. It looks like when you cut into like an old couch. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, so this is, I think, really pretty creepy. At least if, at least if it was in your brain, maybe you don't know what's going on anymore. So right, you are the amoeba now. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but you might be aware, like, oh no, well, because they have—that's always kind of a zombie thing, too, right? You've got a little yeah, while still in there. You've, you've, yeah, you've got. I got bit. I'm gonna die. You gotta, sh- you gotta take me out, right? There's always a little bit of that, and uh, in spoilers, episode two. Uh, is her name Tess? Tess? Tess. Tess. Tess gets she gets got and it's like only a couple hours before she's got a hearty infection. Oh yeah. So they definitely have sped it up for the show to be like (laughs) you're donezos. And that's part of the whole Ellie can't get infected thing is because she's had it for several days. If I was gonna think think about this as a biologist um, so ants Ants are ectotherms. They get their heat from the environment. Right. So a fungus maybe is not going to grow as quickly in an ant. But a fungus in us, where we're pretty warm and we generate our own heat. We're nice and toasty inside. Maybe that speeds up the infection. Oh, that's not great news for... Because I got to say, the scariest part of Last of Us so far is definitely the opening scene. When that... I mean, just off the heels of a big pandemic... And oh, yeah. <laughs> watching the way people reacted to that, <laughs> that the guy was like, oh, yeah, it, like we always win against disease. Eventually it goes. But fungus is just going to take us out. Right. And it's only got to get a little bit warmer for the fungus to really, really <laughs> stop talking. I am too. I'm already scared. We're three minutes into this show and I'm feeling anxious, you know, uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our little meaty little warm flesh bodies being a good place for fungus to grow. Not making me feel great. Well, we we do get fungal infections all the time. It's not like we're, this is new. We don't get cordyceps. So a good thing to remember is um, cordyceps does not infect humans. So we can, we can rest, rest easy, at least for that. But, you know, if you get athlete's foot or a yeast infection, or, you know, all kinds of stuff. You have a fungal infection. Um, there are fungal is, infections that enter your lungs. Is like, yeast a fungus? Yes, yeast is a fungus. Uh, <laughs> Medea is know. open mouth silent right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's just one of those things like you never like, you got this seatbelt half over here and this seatbelt half over here and you've never clicked them together into a single piece of information. And people always say, oh, the yeast is alive. You got to keep it alive. You got to feed it sugar. Yeah. My sourdough starter is 84 years old. Um, <laughs> but I guess I never really thought that it was like a straight up a fungus. <laughs> straight up. I don't know what I thought it was other than like a bacterium of some kind. Mm. But I guess... A fungus yeah. makes more sense. You can't eat bread without eating just a little bit of fungus. You need it. Uh, fungus is so important. It makes our it makes our bread. It makes our beer. Um, it makes uh, penicillin. So our antibiotics are fungus. Oh, I guess that's right. Yeah. So they're not all bad. Uh, they're not all right. All right. Uh, I'm <laughs> coming around on you, fungus. <laughs> I, I know you folks in Portland, Portland love your kombucha, and without fungus, the the you kombucha. Have kombucha. Be- Bussin, yes. The um, I, I don't drink kombucha because like, no? nasty. I don't, but I I do definitely 
being an, on the art side of Portland, there's a lot of a lot you know, of lots of uh, lots of homemade booch going on. A lot of bowls in people's pantries with mm-hmm. mushrooms just floating around on top, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's my my kombucha starter or whatever." I'm like, "You're nasty. And I gotta well, go." It's it's not only fungus. Um, it's a it's a relationship between bacteria and fungus, and it's called the mother. <laughs> or a scoby you can call it a scoby if that's easier no i'm definitely I like the borg you know it's like it's yeah. the mother it's the mother the, the mother bucha. <laughs> uh like athlete's foot also you know it's not one of those things you think i guess i just i'm just mushroom biased i think is really what yeah it is. Is, is, and there's no you're not the only one thinking. you're not the wow. only one i think most people when they think of fungi they think of mushrooms I mean, psilocybin is a mushroom, and and yeah, we use that yeah. for for recreation, and then now it's also being used to treat um, PTSD and anxiety mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So they're they're good, you know. Sometimes the only time I ever had athlete's foot in my whole life. This is a, a gross aside. Brief. Uh, I is when I was pregnant uh, with my second. I, and then the minute I wasn't pregnant anymore, it was gone. And I think it was literally just an immune system thing. My body was like, we're busy right now growing <laughs> a whole other human. We can't be bothered with this <laughs> fighting off this fungus on your foot. And it was never like bad. It was just like this one little red spot on my on the arch of my foot that I was like, why is this itchy spot so itchy? And dad's like, yeah, that's athlete's foot. Here's little dad. Good old dad. He always knows about athletes, but that's what dads are for. For walking around barefoot in gyms. (laughs) But (laughs) an ant. Imagine an ant got athletes foot. It's got six little six little athletes feet. (laughs) Six little itchy feet. But anyway, back to (laughs) the ant. So if I cut into the ant, would he, she have that network of fuzz yep. underneath yeah uh, she'd be full uh, of hyphy um, and in the show they do like that twitchy thing for a few days first yeah how well, quickly is the ant's behavior being affected um i i it's very it's pretty quick because they're so small so oh yeah that's a good point it's just a probably a few a few hours where that ant has to start climbing and and it's being manipulated um the the manipulation is probably maybe chemical based too. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what's going on chemically in that ant's body. Um so it's pretty easy to trick to trick what we're we're feeling. So if you think about um oh what's a good example of this? Um so insects are very very reliant on humidity, right? They need to be humid so they don't dry out and desiccate. If this is, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a word choice! <laughs> Sorry, desiccation. I'm just, I'm just walking around, and then I start desiccating. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of that Deep Space Nine episode where Odo is kind of falling apart. But um, yes, anyway, this desert skin. <laughs> we we need if we're an insect, we need constant. We need a particular type of. We need a sorry, Derek. We need a particular percentage <laughs> of humidity. What if this fungus is telling the ant's body it's too dry here? You oh, need yeah. to go find it's a more humid spot, and that's the influencing kind influencing of, how it how it how it's experiencing. experiencing yeah, that's its the own kind body. of chemical trickery I think is likely happening. 
So it's like, you're hot, go, you're hot. Yep. You're hot. It's kind of like right before you uh, get like hyperthermia and it, yeah, and you it take all your clothes off. Yeah, it seems counterintuitive <laughs> to take your clothes off. Or you're like, it's so hot. I gotta take off all these clothes. Hyperthermia, right. also a fungus. <laughs> Not a fungus. <laughs> no, no. Not a oh, fungus. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's that's a good analogy, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah, it's telling your body it's experiencing something it's not, or it needs something it doesn't, and then so that's it gives why the, it gives it the ants anxiety. Yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to my to world, ants. Leaves. You have to go to the leaves right now. <laughs> so, if it, if the infection is so quick, is it likely because we've talked before about how uh, the colony based bugs seem to be very protective of that colony with good oh, right. reason. Yeah, but like you're too drunk to come in here. Why get out of here? You know, or is it likely that the other ants will notice that this? Uh oh, uh oh, this guy's being weird. You gotta go. You know, because you're gonna infect the rest of us. Or does it get away with it? Usually, no. They they know the other ants figure it out. She knows, and they they will carry this infected ant out of the colony. Pretty oh, far no. away. So sometimes they leave on their own because, again, they really want to attach to that leaf. Right. And then other times they get booted. Just get so it is like the I got bit, man. You got to take me out. But they're like, <laughs> oh, sorry, man. You got bit. I, I got to take you out because they're just going to put you outside the colony and you're going to deal yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, ants. <laughs> <laughs> so the ants, once they once they get rid of the infected ant. They may also be infected and they can't risk that. So they will sacrifice themselves in the process. So they'll also the colony. The colony. Yep. Oh. oh, man, you've ruined it for everybody by getting this. this fucking... But so they're like, there's even the chance that I'm infected, too. So I can't go back. I got to stay out here. Because you don't want well. something like this potentially infecting the entire colony. It's just rapid fire all through the ants. So is it, so the ants is the famous one. That's the one that I see all the time is the ant. He gets taken over. I keep saying, hey, but they, they get taken over and they climb the tree and the little mushroom, bloop, 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 Teletubbies out of their head. <laughs> so the, the ants, the one that I see, but is it only ants or is there other little buggies that are getting so the there, zombie? There are other cordyceps. So it's not the same okay. species of cordyceps that does this, but um, there's a pretty famous one in Asia. Uh, that affects mostly uh, ghost moths, so and they're they're caterpillars, uh, and people eat them. It is uh, apparently oh, oh, uh... <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you see, this little caterpillar has been taken over by a fungus that for sure is zombifying it, for sure is affecting its behavior, and you're like, I'm gonna put it in my mouth. <laughs> exactly. That like no wonder people. Uh, this is how it's going to start okay this is how <laughs> last of us was wrong this is how it starts is someone is like yeah i'll eat that and then turns out it was a brain-eating fungus well it it uh this is also found in the soil and while the caterpillar is, and is someone's mouth <laughs> yes and later on into someone's mouth um they infect the caterpillar and then what's kind of neat is the caterpillar is in the soil and it tells that caterpillar, uh, forces that caterpillar to climb up to the soil until it's about two to five centimeters away from the top. 
head up and then die oh no he uses his little body as like a little uh mushroom starter basically yeah and um the little and while it's while the fungus is taking over that caterpillar's body uh over the winter it'll stick out like a little tiny stroma in the soil and then it overwinters like that and then in the spring the full stroma will emerge from the soil and then do the do its spore thing you know for reproduction but people will just go pick them and then they're used, I think they're used in a form of traditional Chinese medicine, but you can also get them as supplements. And uh-huh. I would not take anything ever without consulting your doctor first, of course. Right. This is not a medical advice podcast, um, but it looks, I think Derek shared a photo if you want to check it out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! See, this looks more like it's look kind of a coral reef effect, yeah, kind of out yeah. of this. <laughs> the, like you said, these long, reaching root-like things, and then that, I mean, it's really beautiful. Really, if I didn't know that it was horrifying. Uh, <laughs> is this on a caterpillar? This looks more like it's out of coming out of a tarantula. Uh, there are some that infect spiders too. I oh, look, okay. Anything that can like, get in there. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! I've tried. I've resisted googling. For, <laughs> I, I always try to resist any imagery before an episode, especially if I'm making a hero. But I did not want to Google this <laughs> one in particular. <laughs> this. How do you think I felt writing up the notes for this? And oh, it's been a journey for me. Oh my! Especially gosh. with a, a hurty mouth the whole time. Well. <laughs> The good news is you're not going to be eating these cordyceps and risking infection. <laughs> no, no, I will not be. If, but if the listeners want to do a a search for cordyceps, there's there's a lot to look at. Oh, I clicked Derek's link and it was a mistake. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay, so for the listeners, it is a caterpillar. Imagine a caterpillar, kind of a long, skinnier caterpillar, mm-hmm. very similar to the monarch butterfly in design. And then the little capless mushroom comes right out of its little head there. And it's got to be the same length as the caterpillar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here. it looks about the same body length as, as its body. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Look at that. I, uh, I don't care for it. I don't, I like... don't care for this either. <laughs> this is this is gnarly. When people are like, nature is, is you know tough it's tough out there this is what they're talking about mushrooms mm-hmm. might take over your body force you to to keep yourself buried and then sprout out of your well, head well what's kind of kind of funny not not funny haha but funny oh is <laughs> 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 that there are other um helpful fungal species that work with this one and they speed up the mummification time for the caterpillar which would be 50 days by itself to three to five days so you've well, got fungi working nice together yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh I, I mean i guess that's maybe that's part of my natural aversion is as a human i'm averse to things i think represent or deal with death things that make me sick bad smells uh mold you know all those things that gross you out because your lizard brain is like danger danger this is gonna get you and maybe that's part of my uh fungus aversion is 
that if there's fungus, it's probably not a great place for me to be breathing. First right. Of all. Yeah, we think of black of all, on the walls. Yeah, if there's fungus, it probably means something has has died and is decaying, which is not great for me if I want to not be the next thing that's dying and decaying. <laughs> and especially as an American, I could get into like kind of cultures around death. Uh, Americans mm-hmm. in particular have a kind of a don't ask, don't tell policy about <laughs> death in the general. We don't deal with it well. We don't no, talk we about don't. it. We don't. we don't really have cultures around like good death. Basically we kind of pretend it doesn't happen. Okay, so we talked about ant. So I think mm-hmm. the obvious person to m- mushroomify <laughs> would fungify. be fungify. <laughs> fungify powers go uh, is the pavement ant from I think it's episode three. Three, yeah, I think she was our. Uh, let me quickly add some mushrooms one second. So we're gonna take a break while Amanda does the artwork here, and be back in a moment. Okay. So if we add some mushrooms uh, to, so I, uh, should, should I look? Gonna, I'm waiting. Yes, look, look now, look now. I've added know, mushrooms okay. to pavement ant. I oh, know. Two whole hog on some of these mushrooms. <laughs> oh, she's out of time. Oh boy. I definitely went with like late stage. <laughs> she is infected. <laughs> <laughs> so i had it push out of her elbow and her shoulder joint because she had that robot arm so i felt like mm-hmm. that was a natural point the hyphae looks great it's very creepy the hyphae would escape through these cracks in her exoskeleton <laughs> is is that tiny little mushroom on the weed is, <laughs> yes that is, is a, that one, is that ergo or uh, yes and it's going anthony's fire psychedelic <laughs> it's making her experience things that aren't really there <laughs> Uh, she is going to burn her community in the Salem witch trials. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the theories behind Salem witch trials is that there was yeah, ergo, ergo all over the, the corn. Uh, she has sustained battle damage and more mushrooms are coming out of where her hand used to be. <laughs> more mushrooms. And then, of course, the freakiest thing of all is when it comes out the eyes. So oh, yeah. Some mushrooms in the Last of Us, when it's coming right out of the eyeball, it is. Oh, yeah. Do not like to look at. That's a lot. <laughs> Uh, and then I gave her some of those, uh, those, uh, what'd you call them? I called them stair steps for squirrels. <laughs> Turkey tail mushrooms. Turkey tail mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, coming right, right inside of her arm there. You mostly find those on oak trees if anyone is looking for a turkey tail. Uh, that must be why I see them a lot. It's because we do have a lot of oak trees around here. Oh, uh, oh. And the listeners should know that for the field notes page on our website, we will, it will not be gross. We're not going to put yucky. Yeah, the photos on there for you. Safe, oh, it'll be safe to look like at. Me who yeah. don't want to see it. It'll have Amanda's artwork, and I think that's about it. We don't want to. That's uh, that's gross. Make enough, anyone frankly. uncomfortable. Yeah, she looks great, Amanda. She's terrifying. <laughs> I would not want her to come at me. Like I said, I might have gotten too whole hog. I might have added too. I mean, we started by saying we might have. Uh, the Last of Us combines mushroom types that aren't necessarily cordyceps. At all, uh, yeah. Adjacent in any That's way. okay. <laughs> so I've also done that. I've done the thing we complained about. But, oh well. I just tried to get several different types of mushrooms. And I didn't add a red one with white dots. I should have. <laughs> oh well. That's well, like a classic mushroom. There are like four four groups when you're considering fungi. And um, 
So the uh, cordyceps is in the Ascomycota, which is yeasts and sac fungi. Cordyceps is a sac fungi and not not related to most uh, most mushrooms. Although uh, morals, morals are in the same group. I if hate you like a, you hate morals. morals. <laughs> I people love them though. Like they have such like a neat little net structure. So people are always posting them on like look at these morals I found. I went mushroom hunting and found them. They're very photogenic. Wow! And I'm like gross. Get it away from me. <laughs> Like they're like all shriveled and wrinkly, and they got all these holes in them. I, I, I this is also probably deeply connects to my what is it trip tryptophobia or whatever the, the little holes. Yeah, with the I, holes. I just don't like it. I don't like it. So sorry, mushroom fans. I'm sure there's people out there who are like my poor little mushroom friends, my little fun guys. Amanda's so harsh on them. Well, at least we I don't have don't. to worry about. Um... You know, we don't want athlete's foot. We don't want. I can't get St. Anthony's fire. Brain. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, because we had Ped on, so we talked about this a little bit when Ped was here. I don't know how much of that will make it to episode two of Plants, but he and you agreed that it was unlikely that it would be happening in humans. These these behavioral. We haven't evolved. Yeah, we haven't evolved with with this mushroom species fungus species for, for a long time it takes it takes millions of years for evolution yeah. really kick in um and cordyceps is a, a species that in it uh, infects insects insects are a cooler body temperature we're so warm right. we, would, we would just denature the proteins of cordyceps if it tried to infect us okay so we're All just right. too hot too spicy. So, so my fear that it would spread quickly inside of me because I'm nice and toasty warm nah, is actually my warm. what's protecting me. Yeah. That I'm nice and spicy hot. If if something like cordyceps evolved, um, and as climate change makes everything a little bit warmer, which could mm-hmm. push a faster evolution, um, we are seeing a lot of um, sort of quick evolution taking place in fungi. Fungi. Um, maybe eventually there could be a cordyceps that could tolerate our warm body temperature. But as of right now, no. So what watchdog animal should we be watching? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, oh, no. I don't want to make any animals the target, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you don't want the cordyceps to hear. It's a good idea. I don't want people to start thinking we need to kill animals to protect right. ourselves right. from Fair enough. Infection. Well, um, I don't mean to put them on the on the spot here. But we talked about bats are having a hard time right now because of mm-hmm. white nose syndrome. Poor little baddies. Poor little bat friends. And that's a fungus as that's well, fungus. right? Right. Yep. And it's infecting them. And the thing that really kills them is that it wakes them up before mm-hmm. they're ready to wake up for overwintering. And then they, there's nothing for them to eat, basically. And they, they It's a pretty lousy it. way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crap. Although I think now we're finding bats that are resistant to that fungus. So eventually you know it, it hopefully hopefully will work out that that epidemiologist at the beginning of left of us was wrong and we can <laughs> beat the fungus the white nose won't come for me um well that's good i'm glad that the bats <laughs> maybe stand a chance because we want them to be okay uh so this was kind of a enemy of ants episode <laughs> of the bug <laughs> podcast how many uh, mushroom caps would you give? Oh, how many LSD trips would you give this? <laughs> I, I would, I would give this. 
I think four LSD out of six LSD trips. All right. Oh my you? gosh. Uh, I mean, statistically a pretty good trip then, yeah. you know, it's four okay. out of six. That's not bad. Uh, I don't like it. I think they could go away. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we talked about how they're helpful to us with bread and literal life-saving and, medicine. And beer and medicine. And, yeah. Well, I don't care about beer. But, and trips. Uh, right. I care about, I care about penicillin. So I guess mm-hmm. I got to give them at least one, one That's mushroom it. cap. You're just giving the uh, I know. Amanda, I know bread. you like bread. I really like bread. <laughs> I know okay. you like bread. Two. Two out. I don't mind them when they're small and cute. And there is something fascinating, I think, about like the underness of a of a mushroom cap where it's like all uh venti like that. I think no, those are called the gills. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the gills. <laughs> I take it back. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> but there is something. As a kid, I used to pick them and kind of peel them apart. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't uh, like the texture. Know. I can't. I couldn't do that. I have That's that ADHD thing yeah. where if a texture grosses me out, I like can't stop. If that makes sense. Oh no. Like, oh yeah. Like I hate the feel of Velcro. So I often find myself, if I encounter Velcro, touching Velcro. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why? I hate this. Why? Why do I keep doing I don't know what that is. The impulse to like experience a strong emotion. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I do. Um, I always assumed it was an ADHD thing, but maybe it's, maybe I'm I think just, it's some. I think it's something else. I think I'm, maybe I'm just bad. I'm just broken inside. <laughs> But so there is something kind of fascinating about, about their gills. Right? And then you can eat them is always helpful. And that people are being able to use them as, as medicine for like real world. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I'd, like, all right. I'd like to tell the listeners, though, if, if they also have strong emotions about fungus and fungi, <laughs> fungus. Uh, please the leave us a, or about us. Please leave us a positive review in uh, iTunes or wherever you, you get your, your podcasting or email us. Um, yeah. If you want to chat with us about fungi, you can email us or about bugs or about anything. Um, and you can suggest the next bug we cover. We love hearing from listeners. Yeah. Come come hang out with us on our Reddit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have a subreddit. We're on Instagram. If you have Amanda additional have, questions about you know, bugs we've already covered, feel free. Yeah. I'm always happy to do a follow-up episode at some point if we get enough questions. All right. Well, I hope you don't get infected by uh, terrible fungus. <laughs> and uh assuming you're still you in there we'll see you next time bye Bye. bugs need heroes is created by Derek conrad and kelly zimmerman hosted by amanda allen nide and kelly zimmerman bugs need heroes is produced and edited by Derek conrad our music is ladybug castle by roll music all character art by amanda allen nide got a bug question email us at bugsneedheroes at gmail.com Check us out on BugsNeedHeroes.com for the visual companion to our episodes with the artwork of the bug-related heroes. We also have an Instagram, Twitter, and subreddit under the Bugs Need Heroes name. Thanks for coming by. I went to a party last weekend. I know. You're shocked at my vivacious and pugnacious <laughs> amount of socializing but they were like oh my gosh you should start a podcast and i was like well <laughs> if i got news for 15 you? episodes in don't mind if i do <laughs> would you like to learn about bugs <laughs>